Hello and welcome to Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Brian Froelich. Today, we don't have Mitch. He had his wisdom teeth out two days ago, and he told me the day before, he's so positive of it. He's like, oh yeah, I've got my wisdom teeth out tomorrow. I'll be fine for Friday. I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> you won't be fine for like another five, seven days at least, and even then you're still going to be in a little bit of pain. Yeah. But uh, he assured me, and then yesterday he called me up. He's like, yeah, it hurts to talk. I don't think I could do the podcast tomorrow. I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. I got you covered. So today I got my buddy Brian, who runs the Hobby by Brian, which is uh, he, it's a small Etsy shop right now, but he 3D prints RC bodies, um, a jar of um, <laughs> coat hangers, and just pretty much anything you can think of because he wanted to do RC bodies, but only had a couple. And then once he had it out and he started promoting himself on social media, a lot of people have been... Um, DMing him and asking for different body styles and everything, and then his store like kind of seriously grew. So, welcome, Brian. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on, Mark. Uh, I mean, I know it would have been nicer to have Mitch here too, but uh, you know, I I wasn't feeling too hot when I had uh, just one wisdom tooth pulled. So, I mean, he had four. I can't imagine having all of them. Oh, that must suck. <laughs> He's like, soup sucks. Everything sucks. I'm like, yeah, don't try and even open your mouth for anything wider than, I don't know, a small carrot. Yeah. Uh, don't even eat the carrot. Don't don't eat anything hard. I told him to pack the gauze, too. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't pleasant at all, so. God bless him. So, tell me about the Hoppy by Brian. Um, I'm sure I get the small overview, but what do you got? So, it kind of just started out as, um, no, I bought my my 3d first 3d printer and i was just kind of screwing around with it trying to make uh replacement parts for some of my one of my discontinued trucks uh they only made it for like three three or four years i believe maybe a, maybe just a couple of years longer but it was available from like 84 to 87 in magazines only so it was just a kit you could buy in a magazine and then uh you know so parts for that specific model are very uh hard to find now so i was trying to you know just make some replacements for that and and i was like hey you know what maybe people would actually buy this shit so and sure enough you know once i started it kind of just snowballed like you said you know it was some parts and then some bodies and then more people asking for different bodies for different cars and trucks and all different sizes and here we are today <laughs> see that's kind of the nice thing too it's it's you weren't so limited in your store where it was just like, okay, can we do this one body? It, it's more like you didn't know what people might want, and then people just pretty much told you exactly what they wanted, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that's just the easiest way to get customers. I mean, it's insane. And I know you got the coolest body ever that you're printing, or you printed a couple of days ago. We'll talk about that one later, because that's going to get into our whole little 80s movie theme. Oh, damn but, right. Uh, so yeah, I didn't know... What we're going to kind of talk about on this podcast, because with Mitch and I, it's kind of like side hustles and, and what we're doing with our different things and, and different people we find fascinating. And I always said I wanted you on. Well, I am very fascinating. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what that's what Ray tells me all the time is like, you know, that Brian fascinating guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So, oh, if you didn't know, I actually work with Brian at the at Pro Shaper and he's we just kind of bust each other's balls. Oh, yeah. We worked together for how long now? Uh, you keep track of that shit. Okay, I've been there seven years, five months, 19 days. So you've been there six years. 
11 months and like 10 days. <laughs> yeah. How you can keep track of that shit is ridiculous. Well, it's easy because today is May 19th. I started January 1st and I started seven years ago. So and I just add 519. So that's why I love it when people always, he asks me all the time and it's like, I don't know what you do. It's pretty, pretty freaking easy, right? Just look at the date. <laughs> that's it. And add seven. I'm uh, sorry. I'm still dealing with this damn sinus infection stuff. Thought the pollen count was supposed to be low, but it's still pretty high apparently because it's no, still no, not. High. It's not pretty. I weather app is saying it's worse. <laughs> it's like high over here. Oh God. Yeah, it's got my sinuses and then shit going nuts too. Yeah, and Ray swears it's a cold, and I'm just like, it's not a cold, it's allergies. So like Brian gave it to all of us. I'm like, Brian is fine. We've been dealing with this thing for nine days. I've been dealing with this thing for 15, 16 years plus. So. <laughs> They say there's a time where you have allergies and then maybe like seven years, your body kind of changes because every cell is different. Like your cells only, they like regenerate or do something different every seven years. Um, and then some people who've never had allergies will get it. And then people who ha have allergies will kind of lose them for a while. So I'm hoping yeah, that's I'm great. in there pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. So tell me about the RC bodies and, uh, you know, let's, let's really do kind of like a good overview of all the stuff. I mean, so your shops, a lot of just car stuff. No, it's mostly our RC parts and bodies and stuff and accessories. But I mean, I, uh, I mean, as you know, you've seen me bring some into the shop, but I also like putting together uh Gundam model kits. So, I mean, I also, you know, the hangers, the wall hangers that I make and so I actually those sell pretty well. Yeah, I'd say it's your best seller. It's kind of like the shrinking disc at Pro It's one of them, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're pretty easy. I mean, they print pretty quickly, and they seem seemingly very durable. I mean, I've had been using, I think I've had the same ones up on my wall, or I've been I've got them mounted to the sides of my shelf for, since I made them, and I haven't noticed any issues, and they're still holding really well. So, I mean, the people who have bought them have been coming back and buying more, so... Right. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the shop, it's on Etsy. It's The Hobby by Brian. No spaces. Just want to throw that plug out there. <laughs> and uh, so with the shop, what else are you doing? Like, how are you promoting? I, you're not, you've never done ads on Etsy, right? No, I'm, it's just whatever Etsy pushes because uh, they charge... They charge for all the uh, extra shit that they offer. Um, yeah, can you go over some of the fees? Well, I wasn't saying like exact numbers. I mean, we can we can kind of insert that after, but I'm thinking like, okay, they charge you to list something. They charge when you sell something. And just taxes, and, yeah. Do they have right. like a couple of charges? Oh, it's, they, they charge, uh, the listing fee is 20 cents per listing, and that re, re uh, renews every six months, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, so every uh, six months it's 20 cents to keep a listing up, which is not bad. I thought it was actually, okay, I thought it'd be like 20 cents a month or something. I was thinking, wow, that's... No, it's every six months, whenever, whenever it re-ups, it's 20 cents per... Oh. And, okay, so, super question, but what if somebody, what if you put up your, your coat hangers and you put, like, the quantity of 10, and then within three months, all 10 were sold, do you have to pay the 20 cents for another listing, or can you just, like, update the quantity? No, I just, I edit the listing. Oh, okay, and just update the quantity. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I go I go in and I edit the listing um, when I see it start getting low. That's why I, all my stuff is made to order. 
I don't really have like a back stock because I don't have a whole lot of space to have a back stock of, of stuff. Right. So everything's kind of just made to order. And that's why like the, uh, the processing time is so long compared to some of these other, you know, shops because every it's, if I had the space, of course, I would love to have just a uh, wall of shelves that would just house all, you know, product ready to go out the door. It's the lead time on something like, a a coat, uh, coat hanger, a key hanger versus a, a body. Oh, well, like the, uh, the, the key hangers, the, uh, the car nose key hangers, um, those take, you know, I've got them. I think I got it saying that it takes about a week, you know, somewhere between like five to like eight or nine days. It takes a little bit of time to print one. And now I want to give myself a little bit of extra time just in case there is a failure with the machine. I can restart it so I can have, you know, have the, the piece done in a reasonable amount of time. Now I, I kind of give myself a few extra days, just, you know, I basically go time to print doubled plus a day or two just in case. So, I mean, then uh, something like a body, um, depending on the size, the most of the tent scale bodies for like uh, the drift cars and the touring car chassis, those take, you know, anywhere between five and six days to print anyway. So I kind of double that. And you know, I had a few extra days because those those take a little bit more time to clean up. Even though I sell them in pieces, they take a couple extra days to, or at least a day extra to clean up. So that way, when you know they buy it, you get it. You can just glue it together however you plan on adhering it together. What was the best? Um, I remember you had that the pen. Do you use the pen to glue it together, or do you glue it together? Um, well, when I'm making them for myself. And yeah, some people who have uh, contacted me locally and they've asked, you know, if they pay a little extra, if I can assemble it for them, I will glue, use, you know, cheapo dollar store, uh, super glue to just hold the pieces together initially. And then I'll take my 3d pen and I will weld on the inside, weld the pieces together with the pen. So that way it's, it's super strong. There's less like, you know, like a chance less likely to fail and yeah, it'll pop off or you know, the pieces will disassemble. So you're just like tack welding it with the glue and then you're welding it with the, uh, exactly. with the pen. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it also, you know, just using the super glue to help me, it helps me align it. So that way I can make sure that, you know, it looks good. The two pieces line up correctly. And then once those are held together, I can really, you know, set them together. So, I mean, you're doing all this 3D printing and you have three printers now? I do have three now, yeah. And those are all kind of going 24 seven or um right now they've actually been off for a couple of days oh good yeah. but does anything yeah it's it's been a little slow um oh i didn't mean but... good i'm sorry <laughs> well no it's actually it's kind of good because i can focus on my own little personal projects but i mean like uh it, it gives me time to prototype out uh new new products new parts new bodies gives me the time to you know sit here on my laptop and uh you know work on the designs or you know test print a couple of you know the smaller accessories or if i got something new i want to get going i can i yeah, at least have the machines ready and available to do all the testing right and prototype everything out before i you know uh release it to the public my god nah just mitch is so jealous like mitch would have loved to talk to you about 3d printing this guy would have had a billion questions me i'm just like yeah, we got four at the shop, and Ray got into 3D printing because of you, and that he just loves you for it. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I'm sure he ha- would have a whole boatload of questions. So I'm going to be kind of, I know there's different types and like there's PLA, don't know what that means. And then there's the other stuff. And then there's, I don't know. Yeah, there's this, it, there's a decent bit involved in it, but you know, the different materials and the different types. So, I mean, okay. How about, how about this? People want to start a 3d printing thing. They want to print their own weird shit. What printer would, or what would be your top three? Like not crazy budget, not like rave money. This is maybe two, $300. Is that even possible? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it, it just means it's going to be a longer time to print things. Yes and no. I mean, it depends on the size of the stuff you want to make. I mean, you've seen the machine that Ray, one of the machines that Ray bought, that thing is huge. Yeah, it um, goes from top down instead of bottom yeah, up. Yeah, the thing is, that thing could print, you know, all three of my printers on it. So, I mean, that thing's massive, but that it definitely isn't budget friendly if you want to just try it out. Yeah, no. If you want to try it out, there, I mean, there are quite a few machines that are under the $250 mark and... You know, if, if, if you want to just try it, that's a good way to get your feet wet and, you know, to dive in for some experience, but... Is there one you'd recommend? I'm kind of partial to the machine I bought first, which is the VoxLab Aquila. Right. I mean, just because I bought that first, so, I mean, that, like I said, I'm kind of partial to it. And it was, wow, when I bought it, it was on sale. I got it, got it for like 170 bucks, but, you know, when at the sale, it's like 235 something like that. Oh, and Memorial Day is coming up, so guaranteed there's going to be a sale on them right now. Oh, yeah, there's probably sales somewhere. I might actually look into that. I might get one, but I need <laughs> you to come set it up and do everything for me because I'm just clueless. Well, that's why I told Ray to buy one if he was going to, you know, because he bought he bought that other one without consulting anybody first. He was like, ah, I just bought this one. It, it, work, it works pretty good. I mean, it, it's good for small stuff. Yeah, I mean... But again, for the same price, you could have gotten something better or maybe like $10 more. He could have gotten something much better. And I don't understand why this man has all these people around him, but he just won't listen to their advice. I told him about a computer, his desktop computer, every time I go in there. He's got Firefox loaded. He's got 57 tabs. He's got Photoshop open and something else. Always complains about why the computer's slow. And I'm like, well, A, it's Firefox. That takes up so many resources. But B, I had given him a computer to buy i'm like right this thing's like 250 dollars. it's a bare bones kit but it's got everything that you will need and it, it it's souped up it's good for a couple of years no he buys something that's 20 dollars less and it's just like a intel core i3 old piece of shit with a horrible hard drive and no ram it's just like what do you why why would you do that i don't know but that's a whole other story who does this shit, Brian? <laughs> because he's Ray. Yeah. Who does this shit? <laughs> does oh, this shit it was funny. I actually saw that on a video. I don't know what it was. I think it was like that um, that guy who goes to restaurants and like rehabs them or the bar guy who goes to bars and he like rehabs them with the people. It's just like kitchen nightmares, but bar rescue, bar rescue. He uh, I, I saw him. I saw something and he just picks up it up and he's like, who does this? I was like, oh, there's right. It was beautiful. <laughs> See what sucks is nobody's going to get these inside things. Like you'd have no, to just no meet our boss this. to understand him. He is 72 and uh, just wild. He just loves to complain. And yesterday he's like, I think he said something along the lines of, man, I love beating up Dane. Like <laughs> I thought Poor you Dane. did. 
that guy, <laughs> he is just sick, and he used to do that shit to me all the time. And now, Dane, last three months, he's taking all, all the heat off me, because it doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I am. It's like, Mark just yells it across the shop, bust my balls. Oh, he's and... also the new guy, so, I mean, it's his time to shine. Yeah, but we've had several other new guys, but Ray would still always come to me. It's like, stop, stop. You want me to do everything, and I can't possibly. But that's beside the point. Well, you're also Mac. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's easier to yell at you across the shop. All right. Now, the coolest thing was, you had, I had seen you put it up on TikTok, and I've noticed you've been doing more TikToks or Instagram and YouTube for YouTube Shorts. That's the way I assume you're just promoting everything. That yeah, I've been trying to right? do... Yeah, trying to do a little bit of everything. I mean, most of the stuff, you know, when I get, you know, something tangible that I can take a picture of and put on Facebook, I do. Um, the shorts on YouTube, I'm trying to figure that out still because I'll put up a short on YouTube and I'll put up the same short on Instagram and TikTok. One does better than the other. Oh, yeah. One will do better than the other. Like the same video that's on TikTok won't do anywhere near as good as the the video that's on Instagram even though it's the same exact thing and then you know it'll have in between views on YouTube uh, it, it's just crazy how weird they push that shit i don't know if i don't know what it is but the same thing happens to us with um with our shorts we did two channels we have coffee milk pod and then we have coffee milk memes and for the pod, we did a lot of shorts on different AI tools to build different uh, businesses or side hustles. And on Facebook, phenomenal growth. It was insane. And then those same videos on TikTok and Instagram, shit. It, it'd give me like a couple hundred views. And then on YouTube shorts, it actually did fairly well on YouTube. But Facebook was the dominant winner in the Coffee Milk pod. Then for the memes... It wasn't so well on Facebook. It was well-received on YouTube and not TikTok. TikTok kept on, like, banning them, and it pissed me off. And Seriously? It was Yeah, it was weird. Every time I'd upload something, it was just like, this goes against our community uh, content guidelines, and um, I'd always appeal it, and then they'd say, okay, you're right, and then they'd, they'd list it, but I would always feel they'd, like, shadow ban it. They, they wouldn't give it the full throttles. They would just show it to a couple hundred people it kind of pissed me off but it's weird what content does better with where like um so for you it was tiktok or instagram i had made mention to you on instagram when one of the posts that was like two weeks old it just started gaining random amount of traction it went from like two views or in like four likes and like 70 views to all of a sudden, it's like 600 views, 400 likes by all these random accounts. It's like, oh, okay, so where is all this coming from? But yeah, then the post that's the next day, nada. It's weird when they push certain things because sometimes I'll go to somebody's page because I like the video and it was like, okay, what else they got? And, you know, on I don't know if it's TikTok or Instagram, but it'll be like just watched and you have to scroll until you get to the video you just watched. I'm scrolling for like a good five seconds. Yeah, TikTok does that all the time. And then because you can see how many views the video is on it and they'll have like the one you just watched that they're pushing and then they'll have like five or six after it that have next to nothing. Yep. I don't I don't get it. Are they just going to push it in six months or it's definitely a hell of a learning curve to promote something on social media. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm figuring that out. <laughs> so I'm trying to push it on everything I can. So Oh yeah. 
Because it's been different places that you've gotten uh, responses for, oh, can you do this or can you do that? Or has it just been one place? Yeah, a lot of a lot of them on TikTok and Facebook. May, those are the main ones are from TikTok and Facebook. No kidding, that's awesome. And I'll have some people that reach out. They've seen it on Instagram or seen it on YouTube and you know, instead of commenting or you know, yeah, leaving a comment on Instagram or comment on one of the YouTube videos, they'll just message me right through TikTok or Facebook. So it's like, all right, well, I mean, hey. Uh, <laughs> oh, as long as you get in contact with me, that's, I don't care how. At least you can get, at least they can get a hold of me, right? So that's why I always put all the different socials we have on everything. Uh, website, yeah. uh, social media, YouTube videos, just everything, because I want to make sure somebody contacts us for anything. Yeah, if they want to contact you, they can. Okay, so you just 3D printed the coolest car I've always loved ever since I was a little kid, going back to my favorite 80s movie, The Wraith. Now, what kind of car is this, and where can we get one? So, the car that they used as the hero car for the movie The Wraith was a Dodge M4S Turbo Interceptor. Did they sell any of those? Chrysler, Dodge, had an outside company make this car, and they used it as a prototype, and it was made for the movie, and then they used uh, a bunch of the other prototypes as pace cars for the Indy 500. Are they in existence now, or is it? I believe that, I believe there's still a couple of the actual cars that were used for the movie, and a couple of the Indy 500 pace cars still around. But they are. It's such a. It's a car that nobody knows about, but yet everybody knows about because the, if they've seen the movie, they know the car because you can't. It's uh, it's completely recognizable. It, it's like it's there. You know it. You see it. You love it. You would almost actually think it was from Knight Rider, like a uh, Knight Rider TV show in the 80s. And then there was the movie Knight Rider 2000, where he upgraded the kit car. And I don't know what that is. Yeah, okay. So instead of using the third gen Trans Am, they just used a, they just used a Trans Am, the fourth gen Trans Am. Oh, really? Because it looked like a Ford Probe. <laughs> no, it was a fourth gen Trans Am, but they had a weird, this whack job body kit on that to make it look retarded <laughs> yeah it, it looks so dumb i like the movie wasn't a fan of the car and it was red and i was like nah it's got to be black and it's got to have that red thing going across yeah based on the 1988 pontiac banshee 4 concept which is based on the fourth gen firebird oh actually hold on wait a minute it actually wasn't based on the firebird holy shit i was wrong about car knowledge that's a first. Let's see. It's saying here the Knight Industries 4000 or KIFT was copy of the 1988 Pontiac Banshee 4 concept car, which was based on the 1991 Mitsubishi GTO or Dodge Stealth. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I just didn't like it. It wasn't out. Oh, it's, it's just got one curve to it. There was nothing like intricate about that car. There's nothing exciting it nothing about it. it. Yes, exactly. It's just like at plain. least, at least with like it. It's a Formula Firebird Trans Am. It looks awesome. It's iconic and yes, and it was black, black yeah, exactly. with a little red strobe light in the front. Like it was so bad. It's a Cylon before the Cylons, and then and then you got this red turd. <laughs> it's just a red turd. Pretty much. Sorry, guys. This is the best we could come up with in a move for a movie. <laughs> yeah. So did somebody? reach out to you about the, that car or did you just print it because you wanted it? Well, a while before, a long while ago, before I even started even looking into 3D printing, I had a buddy of mine and his brother. Uh, the buddy died 
and the brother and I were still in contact and he had mentioned that somebody was making a 3D model of the Interceptor. So a few, you know, now they come into about a week ago, I had somebody else ask about both the Interceptor and the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And I was like, huh, let's look into it again. Like, I love the, I love the movie. I, I think be, between me and my brother watching it, we wore out the VHS tape because we watched it so much. And so I was looking into it. I was like, all right. Before I couldn't find anything. And then, you know, because that listing or that 3D design that somebody started, it, it was, it's been deleted. It no longer exists. So trying to find like, just like a, even just the base of something to work on, you know, especially for something specific. If I don't have a model to scan in using the scanner we got at work or like something I can take pictures of and use the software that I got on my laptop to make a model of. You now it's, uh, it's like, all right, I got to find and either buy the something that somebody started or something that somebody completed and I can just tweak it and make it fit what I need it to do for, you know, what somebody's specifically requesting. Lo and behold, I find this dude from, I think it's from Australia. It was just kind of your bare bones, like little toy, almost Hot Wheels size or micro machine size, actually. Yeah, here we go. Hey, kids, what's a micro machine? Y'all don't know. <laughs> okay, no, don't blow my mind like that. They don't make micro machines anymore. They didn't for a while, but they just now started bringing them, trying to bring them back. Well, where's the spokesman? You need that guy. Welcome to Microsheets. <laughs> like that guy was the best. <laughs> All those commercials. The oh fastest talker. I love that guy. Could never understand a word he said, but you got it. You knew exactly what yes, he was talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Way to date ourselves. Yep, yep. Okay, so, and wait. Did they make a Hot Wheels of the, the Wraith? No. Okay, are you sure? The because... closest you could get, the closest you could get that I've found for a Hot Wheels was the Jaguar XJ220, which has a similar body line. Like, at a quick glance, if you paint them both black, and, you know, if you paint them both matte black, they kind of look similar. If you're looking at it closely, you can tell it's not the same car, but it, it's close. I mean, possible. I'm looking at something right now, and it just says the Wraith, and it, it looks like a, the Hot Wheels car. It's not. It seems like it's made to uh, move diecast customs. I'm gonna have to Google that later. Ah, so somebody somebody made a custom diecast of it. Yeah, this thing these these files were like micro machine size, and they were on sale actually. So I was like, all right, well, I'm buying them, and I'm gonna use those to start the project. So I bought those, brought it into my software, and just went to town tinkering on it and tweaking it and making it scaling it so that we'd fit on a tenth scale drift car chassis, so that way I can actually turn it into an RC body. I mean, you saw the you saw the uh, the prototype when I brought it in to take some pictures of it, and it it came out great. I love the way it came out. Oh yeah, no, it, it's beautiful. And though when you got that black just right, it was. Uh, it's mean, weird. It, it's not identical, but it, it's pretty damn close. Oh, absolutely. It, it's just one of those things. It's like how a font makes a thumbnail. The paint totally made that because you you did a certain black before. It sucked. I hate it. It showed every it imperfection. Yeah, and then you did the hammered, and it was like it had that kind of like sparkle to it. It was it was perfect. Yeah, it wasn't even hammered. It was um, oh texture. Yeah, uh, I think it was just right. metallic. Oh no, it comes. 
Yeah, I think it was just metallic, like uh, some special night black. It was, it just the way it looked was, I thought it was perfect. Oh, hell yeah. If, uh, pe- can people order one right now at your store? Yeah, actually, the listing, the listing's been up for a little over a week now. Nice. Okay, well, hopefully you get some sales on that because that car is just, it, it's amazing. Uh, I'm so excited. I saw it. I want to see it go. There's a bunch of things I want to, I want you to make for me now. I got to have just like a little display of the top 10 cars. <laughs> top 10 movie cars. That I think are the most iconic. Yeah, exactly. And not all of them, just maybe stuff from the 80s, just 80s movies or TV shows. Yeah, that, that'd be a nice collection. So, <laughs> now that you've done the Wraith car, I absolutely love it. So psyched, so beautiful. What other cars would you print or have you printed from uh, from like 80s movies or just like iconic oh, car movies? And there can be nothing from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. Well, that's also can't. not 80s, so that's... Early no, no, I know. I, I was saying it doesn't have to be 80s, but I really kind of want to stick to the 80s because I really want to date myself. I mean, 80s did have the best cheesy B-rated movies and the best music, so I mean. Absolutely. Oh, I might even think 1978 too. Crap, I forgot about that. Oh, and then uh, there's a 70s movie. Shit, there's actually a bunch of movies before 2000s <laughs> that I'm thinking. There's, all, I mean, there's a lot of good ones before the 2000s anyway. I already got the uh, the seventy eight Firebird, um, it, also from the race the the yellow Firebird, the yellow Firebird uh, with the uh, the big ass supercharger blower going through the hood. The one that uh, oh god, yeah! If you could actually three D print that guy with no eyeballs in the car, that'd be awesome. I mean, that could be done. <laughs> I've got the Firebird. I, still- I, I, I just need to print the. The blower coming through the hood, paint it right, and then, you know, print the little guy in the driver's seat with his eyeballs melted. <laughs> Did we actually figure out what was with the eyeballs? No. See, that's what sucked about the 80s movie. Like, there were there was a few, like, plot holes that you just never figured out why. I think, I think from what, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen the movie because they don't have it anywhere besides YouTube, and you have to pay... I think it's like $5 to rent the damn movie on YouTube. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think the sheriff, when they pulled the body out, when they were uh, talking with the medical examiner, I think he said it was so hot, the eyeballs just melted. Wow. But uh, I don't know how logically that stands up. <laughs> and then he also had that, oh, such a great, and, and Charlie Sheen, surprise ending. It was Charlie Sheen, guys. Surprise. That was when Charlie Sheen was, oh, uh, really? <laughs> I spoiler alert. Forty years later, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Now, uh, like I think it was thirty years later, the main bad guy from that movie ends up writing the Notebook. The guy who played Packard, yes, he ended up writing the Notebook. That's not Nicholas Spark. Sparks, the movie. He directed directed the movie. No. Yeah, he he directed the movie. Okay, now I got. I, I remember Pack. Oh, Packard. Holy crap, what does he look like now? Oh, now you're, you're really getting me all down a hole. <laughs> the Wraith, Nick Cassavetes, Packard. Okay, sorry. I'll look that up later, too. I'm sorry. And then the girl from that movie, oh, always had a crush on her. I think she... Oh, uh, what the hell was her name? Sh- uh, Carrie, Carrie? Yeah, Carrie Johnson. Uh, her name's yeah. Sherilyn Sh- Fenn. Sherilyn Fenn. Sherilyn Fenn. Wow. 
She still looks great, unless this is an older photo. Wow, she still looks hot. Although I was actually having this argument with you at work about uh, Martha Stewart on the Swimsuit Illustrated cover. I said, you know, for 81, I'd do her. <laughs> of course you would. I think she look, I think she looks great, so I don't know. Might be a lot of Adobe Photoshop. But, yeah. Okay, sorry. That was all side note. Cars, what do you got? Next one. Next one I kind of want to do. I mean... Not that it was just because it was suggested by the same guy for the Interceptor, but uh, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Completely iconic car. Loved it. 88 miles an hour. And the whole joke was it could never go 88 miles an hour. <laughs> That's why, of course. I, you... I, I, I think it could if you were going downhill <laughs> and you had like three fat guys sitting in it. And it's in neutral. <laughs> you're not even doing the engine because, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, it, running the engine would slow it down. Yeah, amen to that. Just turn it off until you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael J. Fox actually came out with a, a documentary a little while ago, I guess. I think it was called like Steady or Calm or something like that. But what a shame. But that's uh, that was one of my favorite, favorite movies as a kid. Probably one of the best trilogies out there. Number three, though. Couldn't get in the three. I mean, you, you really can't... No sequel is ever going to beat the original. Two was great. I thought two was good. Not as, Obviously not as good as the original, but two was good. Yes. Three, you got to watch it because it rounds out the story. It's not the greatest, but... Yeah, yeah. The first one is, is awesome. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Car I'd do? Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, Ecto-1? Absolutely. Yes. You have to. I mean, come on. But it would be such a pain in the ass with all that little intricate detail on top of the car. Yeah, for that, I would get a resin printer and print all those details and re uh, with a resin machine. Really? And what's the difference in price on that one? I mean, resin machines are kind of the around the same price range from what I find. They, they're just so much better at getting details for figurines like D&D uh, &D miniatures. Oh, okay. You actually told me that. Yeah, TTRPG, uh, game figures, minis, um, you know, just anything that needs high detail. A resin machine is going to be so much better. Damn. Whereas, you know, FDM is better for bigger stuff. Interesting. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, I got uh, Ecto-1. Ah, uh, another iconic 80s movie car or, or car. Ghostbusters, you gotta love it. Ecto-1, that one's a good one. Next time someone asks, if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. I forgot about that movie. Oh, man. Now I'm just Googling 80s movies. License to Drive. Sorry. That's, that'll be one of them. I don't think that's one I've seen. You gotta. Okay, that's it. Great Corey Haim film. I was when Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, they were just like on top of the world. Uh, maybe the Peterbilt from Duel. I don't... Duel, huh? What was Duel? 1971? Yeah, I think it was a 38 Peterbilt. Oh, wow. The Peterbilt 281 tanker truck. Yep. That's one of the most iconic movie car chases, even though it's not like, it doesn't include the most cars, like Gone in 60 Seconds, the original one, not the one with Nicolas Cage. The original one has one of the most expensive sets with all the cars, all the cars that were destroyed and wrecked in the chase. Oh God. This one has one of the most iconic chases because it just focuses so closely on the battle between the Peterbilt and the car that the main character is 
driving. This is one of the most intense movie car chases, especially for something that was made so you know it's seventy one. Yeah, there's uh, there's another guy, and I just I I'm blanking on his name. It's my father's favorite actor, uh, Steve McQueen. There was a movie Bullet. Bullet. My father always said that was the greatest car chase ever. Steve McQueen, that guy was that guy was an icon. Uh, and he did 99% of his own stunts, I'm pretty sure, yep. in that movie. Guys like Tom Cruise over here. Oh, what about... Uh, oh, Christine. I already have it. Oh, you already did Christine? Yeah, I've already got the Plymouth Fury. Yeah, see? That was, that's... That was one of the first ones uh, at a guy on TikTok. He's got a pretty pretty decent channel. He's got a huge collection of RC stuff, and he's got a giant movie car collection. Really? RC See, that's, movie cars. That's what I want. I don't even think I'd, I'd need them RC. Just put them on a chassis, give me the wheels, and I'd just put them in a, bo- a glass box, put them on a wall. Yeah, he's got he's got the Happy Toys truck from Maximum Overdrive. He's got two... Shit, I was going to ask that. He's got two Bandit 1, the uh, 78 Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. He's got Buford T. Justice's Cruiser, the Pontiac Le Mans. He, he's got Christine. He got Christine from me. He has Kit. He got Kit from me because I produce and sell the car from Knight Rider. And he also has the uh, 78 Monaco from the Blues Brothers that he also got from me. The Goblin Face at, uh, for the Happy Toys truck he got from somebody else. He got the Pontiac Le Mans or Tempest, Pontiac Tempest Le Mans. It's one of them special models that they used. Um, he got that from somebody else. He's got Faceman's uh, Corvette. He's got the uh, car from RoboCop, RoboCop's Cruiser. He's got that one. He's even got RoboCop inside driving it. He's got the 18 van. He's got the truck from Fall Guy. Okay, well, now you're just ruining this entire game because you've listed off like every truck and car that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's what he's got in his collection already made, and he's, he's still going for more. Wow. Yeah, he's got so he's got a ton of other trucks that aren't movie cars, but his collection is massive. And uh, he reached out and he wanted, like I said, he got the Monaco from Blues Brothers. He got Kit and Christine all from me. That's awesome. See, I definitely have to have a Kit, and I definitely have to have a Christine. So we're going to be placing some orders, bud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, if you grew up in the '80s, the one of the most iconic cars slash trucks was that Goblin Face Happy Toys truck or Happy Go Lucky or whatever it was called. It was Happy Toys from Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. Milio Estevez. Just a wonderful Stephen King movie uh, uh, before. No, actually, I'd have to say, was it in the 80s or the 90s? Uh, oh, I can Google I think it, it was, I think it was 80s. Uh, the original ni- Stephen, 1990. Curry. Oh, it was 90. Oh, we've been we've yeah, right that, there on the That edge. counts. They filmed it in the 80s. Yeah, they yeah they filmed it in the 80s. So I guess that counts. Rock on. Um, no, but Maximum Overdrive. Holy hell, if there was something that scared you more than anything, it was that truck. Those freaking eyes. They like, they lit up, right? Yeah, they, they? Glue, they glue red. Oh, it was red. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was the yep. green double face red eyes. Oh, God. You're always so paranoid anytime like an asteroid was going by Earth or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't let me, everything come to life. Can't do it. All right, so it's not... I mean, I guess they probably already have them, but something I would want you to get or print would be the cube from the movie Hellraiser. 
but I'm sure that they're already out there. Oh yeah, uh, I actually saw one on one of the Facebook groups I'm in. Somebody just finished putting together the uh, cube from Hellraiser. That's insane. And it, it came out amazing. Like, they did such a good job on it. It I, looks awesome. See, I just don't have the time or the steady hand to paint something like that. That's my only yeah, problem. Painting is, I mean, I can paint, but it's not, you know, it's not great. Well, I mean, you, I mean, I can paint big machines, but I can't paint anything with that just level of detail, that small. My hands, uh, yeah. If I can't TIG that well, then I'm definitely not going to be able to paint that well. Oh, and man. Let's see. Another one. Cannonball um, Run. I don't know what the hell this car is. Uh, oh, the Ferrari 308 GTS. That's a good one. Um, or I was thinking first, Bueller's Day Off. That Ferrari. <laughs> I mean, that's a oh, beautiful man. But I don't think people would recognize it without it being in that sort of glass garage. Yeah, I mean, without the attached Ferris Bueller references, I don't think anybody would really get it. Yeah, exactly. But it's still a beautiful car, and I'd totally take one of them, That's too. like the, the black Lamborghini Countach and Cannonball Run, driven yep. by the two chicks. Yep. Nobody would get everyone to just think, oh, it's just a black Lamborghini Countach. Yep. Not, oh, Cannonball Run. Even the, the newest w- movie uh, was actually pretty good. One with Mr. Bean. They made another one? Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it was like 2011, 2012. Huh. Um, what the hell was that car that talked Kirby, Furby, uh, was it Furby? Disney? Herbie. That's it. I was trying to write Roll it. Looks like a needle. Yes, that car. Yes, Herbie. Oh God, that'd be a good one. Everybody in uh, their damn obsession with bugs. Oh, I know. I don't get it. I don't. I'm not a fan. And I like Volkswagen. I mean, they, they can look really good, but all right. So I guess I don't really have many '80s car movies. But what was your, uh, what was your, besides the Wraith? Or anything else we've sp- spoken about? What's your? Uh, uh, what do you like? Man. Your top few '80s movies that must watch? Lost must Boys. Must watch. Yeah. Yes. Lost Boys. That's a great movie. I want to see '87. Uh, yes. Kiefer Sutherland is youngest. Amazing soundtrack. Not a lot of cars, but amazing soundtrack and just. So I was also thinking Corey Feldman and then the dude on the saxophone shirtless. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> out of everything in the movie like that dude playing the saxophone just made no sense but it's like oh okay <laughs> i know what this movie needs it, no it's iconic you know exactly <laughs> what that's from as or just see a picture it. like especially when that song yes, comes on yes. the shop it'll just come on randomly it's like oh lost boys, <laughs> lost boys. <laughs> yeah i'd have to say if you haven't seen it lost boys that's definitely top 10 that's it's definitely in top a good 10 one to see Oh, it have to be. It would have to be. Ah, uh, shit. I'm kind of blanking out. We kind of hit a lot of movies. Oh, there's a movie I rec- uh My Blue Heaven, but I think that was actually in the 90s. Nine- no, no, that's got to be 80s. 1990, son of a bitch. I don't think I've heard of My that one. My Blue Heaven, Steve Martin and Rick Moranis. Uh, st- oh, it's fantastic. This was on Rick Moranis was huge. He plays an FBI agent, and Steve Martin plays a... Uh, uh, mob associate who is in the witness protection program and rick moranis is his handler and it's just it's that has to be hilarious those two together in a movie that would have to be hysterical 
One of my favorite parts is uh, he goes up to this woman and she's in the frozen food section. He's like, you know, you shouldn't be in the frozen food section. She's like, why is that? He's like, because you could melt all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's such a great line. And then the other one was uh, like he's walking down the grocery store. The guy's like, have a nice day. He turns around. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this all I would say. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> now, for a second, I thought you were, uh, you know, my thought process immediately when you said, up, oh, lady in a grocery store, a guy walks up to her. So I was, I was immediately thinking, Rick Moranis, who the hell are you? I'm the bearded lady. Who are you? One of the freaks? <laughs> Classic line we do at the shop. What other things? We Tremors. Yes. Tremors. 1990. Son of a bitch. It seems like 1990 was just the perfect yeah, year. Yeah, but it was recorded in the 80s. <laughs> exactly. That's the only thing that counts. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Tremors. No, I, my favorite guy was uh, Michael Gross. Michael Bert Gross. Drummer. Michael Gross is hilarious. Uh, he is the Bert best. is the man. Wow. Box office of $16 million. That's when movies cost three bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't. Back in my day. Should... Oh, speaking of shit, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, I had watched it a couple of days ago, and you know you're old when you watch that movie, and uh, uh, Eddie Murphy goes to Disneyland or Disney World, and he has to go and, and get a ticket, and he's like, $35? And he was all upset that it cost $35 to get into Disneyland. You thought, holy, holy shit, shit, that's a lot of money. And then today, I don't even know what it is, like $300 per person? Uh, like, wow. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> just for just to get in for a day? I think it's like four four fifty. Apparently, they had like annual passes or something that you could buy because there was a guy who before COVID had the world record for consecutive days going to Disney World. Could you know? Do you know what that number is? For what is? purpose? I have no. You're just. For what purpose? You're sick in the head. After day three, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. But he's done it, I think, 2,900 times. Why? Uh, uh, Why? Well, I think at that rate, it costs you like $3.50. So for $3.50. Just the food alone has got bankrupt. Yeah. I, well, you always bring in a sandwich. You don't, you don't buy their food. But friggin' Coke costs fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take a bottle of Sprite. That'll be twenty five fifty five. Like what the hell? But it comes in a memorable Mickey mug. All right, uh, Flight of the Navigator. Sorry, that's my uh, eighty six. Flight of the Navigator. Wow, Joey Kramer. It was Sarah Jessica Parker. That's right. She was in it, and this has to be one of her first roles. She was extremely young, but the best part was it was a kid who went missing or he just kind of like fell down a side of a hill and then he wakes up and i want to say it's like 10 years later and his parents have moved and everything and he comes back and he hasn't aged and he was taken by a ufo and i don't know why they took him maybe they just want to study him for a little bit and then they brought him back but you know time dilation and the speed of light and all that bullshit they brought him back to the wrong year but um he kind of like escapes and then finds the ship and then get back on the ship and then tries to get the ship to take him back to his time. And the ship is voiced by Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it, no. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He does all the classic. I know you have, but what am I? And it's just, if you could get, you can't get any more iconic 
that that Paul Rubens Pee Wee Herman. That's that's quintessential. Iconic, yes. Aggravating, also yes. Oh, one hundred percent. Very annoying, but I mean, you you loved his uh, the little shows he did, and then even Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. That one of my favorites. There's no basement in the Alamo. So I deserved a laugh, prick. Oh, I wasn't a huge fan of Pee Wee. Wow, that's depressing. Yeah, yeah, but you grew up in the '90s, so you just didn't have as good a taste as somebody like me with refined, uh, refined palate. Yeah, refined palate. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I had I had some of the best reruns of all the best shit and introduction to the best movies ever. So, <laughs> how about Lone Star? You got to. I mean, you got to do the Winnebago from uh, oh, Spaceballs. Yes. Five. That's right. Winnebago with to... wings. Yes. Ha- oh my god, that would be awesome. Oh, god. How about the Tron light cycle? That's pretty. That'd be pretty easy, I would assume. Uh, from Tron, the original or the remake? I forgot about the original. I mean, the remake would probably be a lot more uh, involved. This is just kind of like eight bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen anybody do that, so that might be something to look into. Wow. Uh, chips, highway patrol, motorcycles, yeah. not really. There are a couple of RC bikes, but they're kind of, they're really old and there's not really any company that makes any new ones. So if you find an older one and most of those guys want to keep them the way they are because you can't really find parts for them anymore. Right, right. Oh, if you were to do a motorcycle, uh, there was a movie Street Hawk in the 80s. I forgot God, it's been so long since I watched that, but that would be a cool one because I, I, they had this really crazy nose to it. I kind of love that. <laughs> Nobody, if you're not a car guy, this this episode's totally not going to be for you. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> or at least an '80s movie guy. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at a whole bunch of different movies that I completely forgot about. Oh, Bigfoot, a monster truck. Yeah, I mean everybody in the city. Everybody and their sister yeah. has a Bigfoot already. I mean, Traxxas makes the new one and the old one. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They, uh, they're still making them. Um, USA 1, Kyosho just brought that back. So, I mean, a lot of the older monster truck circuit trucks are... <laughs> Sorry, I got it. Okay. <laughs> the one you got to do, and it was after it was burnt was the Dodge from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Which Dodge? Remember, okay, you remember John Candy and uh, yes. the, uh, Steve Martin. So they were at the motel. At, no, they were driving, and all of a sudden the cigarette, uh, John Candy smoking the cigarette, and he throws it out the window, but it comes back in the window. Oh, and it lands on the, it lands on the back seat, doesn't it? Yes, and then they're outside the car, oh. and then like the car just burns. And while he's driving down the road, the cop pulls him over. And he's like, "Yeah, you can't. You know how fast you were going." He's like, "Nope, speedometer is pretty melted, but we got radio. Don't know how that's working, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look You'd... into that to see which which exact one it was." Oh yeah, like the top and the C pillars are gone, and the trunk is all messed up, and all he's got is like little trunks and stuff and luggage. Yeah, you have to do this one. It's hilarious. Um, but then the other car for real would be uh, the Magnum PI Ferrari. Oh yeah, uh, the Ferrari three hundred eight. Yep, yep. 
That's also another one that uh, the guy on TikTok oh, has. Shit. He's got that one as well. Oh, God. How about Cousin Eddie's RV from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Oh, God. That's I more mean, a paint job that you really yeah. got to like, just get right. But that's, come on. I don't know if I could do that paint justice. No, I mean, not at all. I'd have to find somebody to custom paint that to make it look identical because I couldn't do that justice. Or if you could get like a vinyl wrap for it or something. Yeah, I don't know maybe. if they do that. That I mean, might be I something know. to look into. I mean, you can get a vinyl wrap for just about anything these days, but... <laughs> Wagon Queen from National Lampoon's Vacation. <laughs> that oh, God. green brown RV with the wooden panels. Yes, have to be that. <laughs> oh, man. The Batmobile. 89. Which one? 89. Oh. Come on, bud. Okay, okay. The real one. Ooh, that and would be good. That would be cool. Not the 50. That would be cool. Uh, I, Although the original, the original one, the one that was based off of the, uh, I think it was a Cadillac Eldorado from the fifties. That right. one would be pretty cool. That one would be awesome too. Yeah, I mean, the one from the eighties was built. Uh, I believe it was built on a Corvette, but it had a the jet engine in the front. Yep. yep. Yes. Oh, the, that would be awesome. The thing with that one, it's all black, so it'd just be easy to paint that. Whereas yep. if you were to get the just other one, it. yep, exactly. And it was just such a beautiful car. Holy hell, I remember. Michael Keaton will always be my Batman. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Adam West. Adam West was great, but you can't really beat Michael Keaton. No. Man, I think uh, I think we kind of went through all the cars of the 80s. Shit. You got to I mean, start looking the, into these. You had the A-Team. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. The A team that that was just kind of it was just a GMC Vandura or a G series van, but I mean, it had the it had the iconic paint jobs. Exactly, painted any other way, it's just a regular van. It's but you painted that black and red with the red stripe. Yeah, it's it's you know the A team. If, if you know, and if you don't, I feel sorry for you. Uh, yeah, a lot of people probably don't know. Especially the, the younger people. Yeah, I'm going to make Mitch listen to this episode, and he's just going to be like, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. You got to watch all these movies now. I might just make them stay here and sit them down for like 10 hours of 80s movies. Oh, uh, 80s movie marathon. Oh, Absolutely. Man. I better be invited to that. Uh, I'll bring no the popcorn. Problem. Absolutely. I'll have the uh, milk duds and whatever. Thanks for coming on, bud. I know it was short notice, and I know we didn't really talk about side hustles or anything, but we talked about one of my other favorite subjects, 80s movies and 80s movies cars. Hey, you know, I'm a sucker for 80s movies. Absolutely. That's why I figured you were perfect for this. (laughs) Yeah, no. So, uh... Short notice or not, it was great. Yeah, thank God. Um, Yeah, thank God that you were able to help. Uh, So, where can people reach out if they want to find you or, uh, you know, Buy st- some of your uh, cool, cool shit. Yeah, so um, basically everywhere uh, on Facebook at the Hobby by Brian, uh, YouTube at the Hobby by Brian, the Etsy shop. Yeah, you know, it's Etsy shop forward slash the Hobby by Brian. Um, everything, it's all the same logo. So if you find one page, you can find the others just by looking at the logo. Rock on. Um, I just have the logo as the the little identifying picture for all of it so yeah thanks for having me come on rock on thanks for thanks for being here and you definitely saved me because there's no way i could have done an episode by myself (laughs) oh glad to help (laughs) 
Rock on. Well, I know you got to pick up your girlfriend pretty soon. And uh, other than that, I will see you Monday, my good sir. Yes, sir. You have a good night. And that's it for this week's episode of Coffee Milk. I'm Mark Laporte. And I'm Brian Froelich. Have a good week.